Hey there, thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better, and our heart is to reach, send, nurture, and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or head over to our website, resound.church forward slash app, to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Good morning. It's good to see you. I assume you think it's good to see me, is that right? Some of you said yes, some of you don't respond, that's okay. I want to echo Ruth's um, words about the people who volunteer and make the church work. Uh, Without you, it wouldn't work. And I know that you are both volunteering for the church, but you're also Uh, in the same way you're serving God. And so I do want to express my thanks. I'm just feeling really bassy and everything. I don't know why. So like we said before, when something's not going right, we just mention it. And so um, I do want to express my thanks to all of you for the way that you put in. So many people do so much and it goes, very often it's unseen. People don't know what's happening. Um, Everyone's taking the balloons away. We hide them for an hour, so obviously the time's nearly up. (coughs) Try Try and be very efficient here, so that's good. Hey, on the 12th of December... 2009, we officially opened this building. So it's just about 10 years that we've been in this building, which is amazing. The last, the last 10 years have flown by. Um, so many things have happened. So many things have changed. Uh, it's a constant process ensuring that the building looks presentable. Uh, Lots of people come through the building, not only on Sunday, but more so through the week. There's, uh, so walls get damaged, carpets get uh, ripped up, and uh, paint gets, um, you you know, dirty. And there's just so many things that go on, and that's just from youth on Friday night, isn't it? But... um, uh, seriously, though, so much happens, and obviously it's a constant process of keeping the building up to date or uh, maintained well. But it's, it's, uh, it was great moving into a new facility. The challenge was working out what needed to move with us. And so for some of you remember, 10 years ago, back in the, do- uh, in the dome, we had so many things build up over so many years. There were and some of you will remember this, there were paper mache flowers that were about this big and they were from one of the women's conferences and we had to work out, do we keep them or do we throw them out? Now, some of you, some of you say, of course you just throw them out, but you know, there were women that spent hours and hours and hours and hours making those paper mache flowers And, you know, when you put them in a skip and squash them, you think all that time is gone, you know. So, so, uh, obviously, moving from there to here, there were so many things that we had to lose along the way. And um, other things that we lost along the way were financial records. We had financial records going back years and years and years and years, and some of those... It was time to discard the receipts. I mean, it was depressing actually looking at the receipts anyway because, you know, you find that you paid $30 for something that you now pay $300 for. 
And um, it was like, oh, don't remind me of how much things have gone up. Uh, There was bits of timber. There was uh, all, all, all sorts of clothing that some of you have dumped at the church thinking that the church could do with it and you didn't want it. It's true, you know, it's amazing how generous people are with stuff that they don't want, assuming that somehow the church would take stewardship of it, and so some of that stuff we threw out as well. Someone's laughing there. (laughs) Um, The church, though, is not the sum of its things. The church is people. Many of them moved with us too. Some of them didn't, for whatever reason, you know, we moved location, it was further away. But the church has always been about people. It's never been about things, you know. Even what we're doing today, it's about honouring you. It's not about the food. It's not about the tables that you're seated around. It's about the people that you're seated with. That's what the church is all about. The message of the cross is about reconciliation. Not only reconciliation with God, but reconciliation with one another. Building relationships, understanding one another, loving one another... At times, forgiving one another for the things that cause us harm or cause us difficulty. We brought a name that no longer fit too. Way back then, we were known as Highway Christian Church. And when we moved here, that name uh, was no longer applicable. And it's funny, what happened over the years, we ended up with church at 1330. And that's because it was just what people said. Where do you go to church? Well, Highway Christian Church just sort of slowly disappeared and we ended up saying, oh, we go to the church at 13.30. And it just, just became part of people's vernacular, if you like, part of what they said. Uh, it made some sense. But in other ways, it didn't as well. Over the, last few year, uh, over the last few months, we've revisited the church, checked on its well-being, prayed and planned for its future. It's become more obvious than ever that we collectively feel it was time to reiterate to our community the separation there is between 1330 and the church. 1330 is a business. It's a building. It's owned by the church. I think everyone here understands this. We own this building. And you know, on December the 25th, we will own it properly because we'll have paid off our loan. And that... um, that is uh, an amazing feat in so many ways, but uh, so it's the best Christmas present we could probably have, so it's going to happen that day. We'll have paid our final payment, which would be great. But um, we, like I said before, 1330, we own the building. Uh, we know the building is called 1330. We own the businesses and the, and the offices that are leased and everything else. Um, It's all owned and operated by the church, but the church isn't 1330. Never has been and never will be. The church is always people. It's you, it's me, it's the people that that are involved in the church. That's the church. It's It's not a thing. It's a community of people. It's a spiritual entity following a course led and set by the Holy Spirit. That's what we are. We're much more than just a community group. We're a a group of people called out, if you like, by God to meet together with one another. It's a spiritual entity as well as a community of people that gather together. The church isn't confined to this building or this location. The building was only ever meant to be a tool to assist the church to achieve its aim to reach out to others. And it's something we will continue to do 
and will and will push to become even more effective. This morning, I want to reiterate: you know, our mission, our goal, and our passion to reach lost people. Our focus on reaching, sending, nurturing, and discipling remains as strong as it's ever been. And if anything, um, and, and I know some of you may resist this, we're going to turn up the volume on those things. And what I mean by that is you might resist us turning up the volume, but you're happy for us to turn up the volume on those things. The church began at some point many years ago. But the point at which it began is less important than what it continues to do in its future. We all celebrate birthdays, and, and like we heard before, it's um, Josh arranged it where Josh wanted to have the celebration today because he knew he wouldn't have to do anything for Brittany after this. <laughs> He's a frugal man, but um, but but you know, uh, in in doing uh, in celebrating like we are, what we're doing is we're celebrating one another, celebrating the church. But now I lost my point completely. Thanks for that, Britt. Better go back here. Um, what I said, yeah, I, that's what caused the whole birthday thing. <clears throat> so there was a point at which we were all conceived. There's a point at which we all began. And we celebrate the day, on, uh, that, we were on th- the day that we were born like it matters. It matters less than what you continue to do. You see, sometimes what we do is we highlight the day of our birth. Can I suggest to you it's what you do after you're born that matters more than the day you were born. Some people have extraordinary beginnings and come from profound backgrounds and homes, but it matters less where you come from and and what matters more is where you're going to. And as a church, we had a beginning. And that's great. We appreciate the beginning we had, but what matters more is now the future. There are more people to be touched, more people to be changed, more people to be transformed. And our focus is not on where we've been, but on where we're going and what we're going to do. The message of grace and hope that we've heard and experienced began many years ago for some of us. And God's intention has always been clear, and that, and that was that mankind was created and designed to be in relationship with him. It's the way we're built, it's the way we're put together, it was his desire right from the very beginning. We know the story. Many of us have lived through some of the pain of sinfulness, sinfulness, yet God persists with the same offer and his original intention reverberates throughout history. It doesn't matter what you've done. What matters is that you're reconciled together with God and that he helps you change the future for you. Some of you suffer as a result of what's happened. But what's happened is what's happened and you can't change that now. But what you can do is make a decision for your future. Future is positive. The future is bright if you're willing to focus on it. I wrote some things recently, just some thoughts that I had. And the first phrase is this. There's a song that God is singing that is new in every ear that hears. Our challenge is to sing that song so the message of Christ rings in the spirit of everyone that it reaches. The idea behind this is, you you know, as much as we say God speaks, he doesn't speak. He doesn't speak English like I speak English. And when I ask you whether you've heard from God or not, most of the time, (coughs) sorry, Ruth, can you grab me some water, please? Most of the time, you're not talking about communicating with God in the way that we communicate with one another. 
There is a message that comes to us, a, a feeling, an emotion that somehow God relays to us things. That God relays to us. And it's felt in the deeper, deep innermost parts of our being. And we may say that God spoke to us about something, but we're not actually saying that he came up and, and used English and communicated something. What we're saying is we feel like God is saying something to us. And you know, it doesn't matter what your background, but God is still singing the same song to you. The song that he sings may be in your heart language. It may be in your, it may be in your, deep in your spirit, but his words remain the same. And that is that he wants to connect with you. He wants to reach out to you. He has a message of grace and hope for every single person, no matter who we are, where we've been, what we've done. And that message is, is, uh, is, is still reverberating throughout uh, re reverberating throughout the community of, uh, of um, <coughs> sorry, I'll be good eventually. <coughs> that message reverberates throughout the communities. We carry a message of hope. We carry a message of grace. The challenge is for us to do what we do in a way that allows God to communicate and connect with those around about us. Another thought, there's a ripple that began with the creation of the world. It was completed with simple yet profound words and God said it was very good. Mankind was created by God to enjoy creation and to benefit from a relationship with his creator. We need to resound the same message that began all that time ago and be intentional in teaching the truth of God's grace and hope for everyone. In many ways, we're not backing down, we're ramping up. We're on the message of grace and hope to cut through and reach the hearts of those who are crying out for love. And in some way, many of you will say, well, we've already heard the message. Can I say, as much as you think you've heard the message, you need to keep hearing it. I need to keep hearing it. There are still challenges that I face and I need to be reminded of God's um, unceasing, incessant love for me, despite what I am and where I come from. And the message for you is exactly the same and God wants that message to get through to you. And he wants it to get through to others who may have never heard. And we're carriers of that message of grace and hope. We want to make a difference to the communities in which we live. Remember, I redefined or tried to define community for you recently. Often we talk about community and we think in this area there's, you know, is that 150,000? We can't reach this community. But the community that you minister to is the people that you connect with. There is not that many that you connect with. There may be some family, some friends, some neighbours, some people that you work with. That's your community. They're the people that you bump into, the people that you get to know. For some of you, that'll be 50 people. Some of it might be 100 people. Some of you, I know you, so you cut down on family and friends and it might only be 20 people. It becomes achievable when you talk about your community in that sense. Reaching your community can become more intentional because there's not lots and lots and lots of people. It's just a handful to reach out to. But there's a message of grace and hope that they want to hear, that they need to hear, that will make a significant difference too. A couple of things that we plan to do next year. Um, Mitch has been leading youth and he's done a reasonable job. 
Is that right? I had a meeting with all the leaders, all of Mitch's youth leaders, and I'm not sure what the rating was out of 10, but it was, you know, it was, it was at least above five, I'm pretty sure. But um, Mitch has uh, gone through his study, and I'm pleased to announce that uh, Mitch is going to be, and we'll pray for him next year, he's, gonna, he's on the path uh, of becoming a pastor, and the first step in that is um, obtaining a local minister's certificate. So Mitch is going to be recognized as a pastor for youth, and um, let's just put our hands together and congratulate him for that. <clears throat> And as a part of that, uh, next year, uh, he's going to be working two days a week um, for the church, uh, not only doing youth, but doing some other bits and pieces as well. And we're excited about what that means for our youth. We're investing into youth because we believe... Just put your hand up. If you made a decision for Christ before the age of 25, put your hand up. So that's, that's uh, an indication of how much pressure Mitch is under. Uh, the reality is, not just Mitch, but um, Brittany as well, we need to reach young people because it's most likely that they will make a decision um, in, in their younger years. It's m- less likely that someone will make a decision, decision for Christ later on. And, and we want to invest into that and believe that Mitch will do that um, well along with the team. And we know that it's not just Mitch by himself. There is a whole team who have served well in, over these last years and, um, and will continue to serve. Um, many of you may already know, but I've been appointed to another two-year term of leading the movement. It's exciting to see how things are unfolding, uh, both locally and nationally and even internationally, and there's a lot more work to do, a um, whole lot of things that we need to focus on, but um, that'll be a challenge for, the, for the, the next stage. Ruth and I also currently lead a network of about 27 churches around the country and spend time and effort helping pastors in various locations. In addition to that, um, at the moment, we've been appointed the uh, interim leaders of the church in Geelong. John and Angela Winkler, who lead the church, are leaving at the uh, end of January. And uh, at the moment, Ruth and I are appointed as the leaders there. So we'll be doing that on top of this. Um, It'll take a little bit of time and effort, but that's okay. But we're believing that God will do something extraordinary there as well, um, working with the people that are on the ground uh, down there. Today, though, is significant because from this day forward, we're going to have a new name. And uh, my name's going to be Jeff. (laughs) What were you thinking? You know, all those years ago, over 50 years ago, mum and dad called me Wayne. I've never liked it the whole time, so my name is now Jeff. Not really. (laughs) Um... We've gone through a process already of clearly defining our purpose with a stronger emphasis on our values and our new name will carry with it new intentions and great expectations. Um, And there's multiple reasons why we're doing this and I haven't got time to go through them all today, but I want to say to to you today from now on, and you know Ruth has preached her last message at the church at 1330. She's finished. Not just her, but me too, because as of today, our name will be Resound Church. So some of you will say, what does that mean? (laughs) 
The first, the first thing is this. It is impossible to find a unique name. It's a really frustrating thing. Um, and, and in some ways, resound is a play on words. You'll see there, reach, send, nurture, disciple. RSND is really an abbreviation for resound. Now, uh, some people will say resound, others will say resound. Uh, however you say it, you say it. The point is this. What we want to do is have the message of grace and hope resound throughout our communities. It's, uh, there's a whole lot of things that I'll say in addition to that, but the point is this. We want to touch our community with a message of good news, of grace and hope, and hopefully change more lives, see more people transformed. In just a moment, Trent, if you could uh, make your way up here, Trent will show you some of the things. In Isaiah 42, though, there's a passage that uh, means a lot to me because it says something about what we ought to do. It says this, make God's glory resound. Echo his praises from coast to coast. God steps out like he means business. You can see he is primed for action. He shouts, announcing his arrival. He takes takes charge and his enemies fall into line. That passage holds a whole lot of meaning for me because we do want to do that. We want to to glorify God. We want our, our voices, our lives to resound God's glory, but we also want to get on with the business that God has called us to get involved in, and that's changing people's lives. So Trent, let's put our hands together and welcome Trent as he comes. Prior to him doing that, I'm just going to pray and then, um, and then Trent will take over. Father, for many of us, we've known about this for some time as we've thought, prayed, worked, uh, sought you. And we believe this is a moment in time uh, uh, where our future will change, not just because of our renewed focus and our mission, vision and values, the culture that we're creating, but because we believe this is part of your purpose and part of the destiny of this church. Our prayer is that as we begin to publicize our change into the years that lie ahead, that it will be added added up in the numbers of people that find Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives. Father, we look forward to what's going to take place. We believe we're doing it under your leadership, with your direction. Bless it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.